0: Now, here is your host. Oh, what's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Serve Podcast 322. We're talking how restaurant workers can organize. Uh, another part of the workplace is worth working series episode number nine of that series where we really focus on that equitable profitable sustainable models for restaurants you know that's such a focal point for myself the whole team at best served and today we're going to be talking to calvin okunye who's a high road organizer out in philly was connected through maria campbell who some of you have definitely seen through all of our content around mental health awareness month with cooks who care as well as uh, One Degree Coaching. So lots more collaborations coming with them. So you know, good people connecting good people, such a foundation of our show. So many people have come into our orbit because other amazing people have introduced us. So I'm always excited when I have a guest on who has come directly, highly recommended from somebody else. And we're we're going to talk about organizing a little bit. There's a lot of conversations, a lot of debate happening right now as we're trying to figure out the future of this industry and so we want to understand what workers need to do what rights they have what opportunities they have what what are the pitfalls that we're running into where is the breakdown in communication you know that's top of mind for me at all times so that's where we're going to dig into this episode and uh no further ado i want to bring calvin in uh to speak with us calvin good to see you
1: hey good to see you too jensen what is going on
0: i'm ready to i'm ready to talk like i said maria uh is somebody who i hold in the highest regard and so i appreciate anytime i get connected with anybody so right away i was like you gotta get calvin on i said yes absolutely let's go let's make it happen i think we scheduled it like three days later so i'm always yeah. excited when it comes together uh before we get into the meat of the topic of kind of how we organize and what we're organizing around give us a little background of your trajectory a little bit the work that you're doing currently the organization uh, what do people need to know
1: well so i want well, and first of all shout out to maria uh, that's a lot of love um and, and right back at her So my trajectory, you know, I I, um, went to culinary arts school, out of of high school, studied culinary arts, um, the cordon bleu, so did the whole whole French French joint. Um, And then I I studied that in New Hampshire, moved to Philly and started working in the industry. And, you know, over a certain amount of time, um, I just kind of, my eyes were opened immediately, but over a certain amount of time, um, I ended up running into the same situation, which was just, a lack of, um, a lack of uh, access in general for restaurant workers, just overall access, access to healthcare and benefits, access to career ladders, access to um, data, right? Research, um, access to everything. And so um, for me that I ended up running into a situation where I was like fired for being sick ultimately, right? Which Gosh. as a chef and as a, you know, I would like to think myself as an educated professional chef that made zero sense to me. So I ended up I ended up actually looking for a legal recourse and finding out in Philadelphia at the time there was no legal recourse for that. You could actually be fired for being sick. Um and so that just kind of opened my eyes. I, I did some homework and ended up finding rock that was brand new in Philly. And so
0: Yeah, tell us a little bit about rock.
1: Yeah. So I ended up organizing a rock sort of restaurant opportunity center, we're a national nonprofit. Um, here in Philly, what we what we really we're worker centered. So what we want to what we produce is uh, research, the advocacy, the policy work, and the on the ground training. Um, that that's what that's our mission. Um, really allowing folks to take ownership and educate themselves um, in hospitality.
0: And Rock is a national organization, correct? With outlets across the country.
1: Right. National organization. Um, it started in the wake of nine eleven 11 in, um, in uh, New York. Um, we've been in, since then, we've grown to D.C., Chicago. We've been to Miami. Um, we've been uh, west coast to L.A., Bay Area. I think we're in uh, Minnesota. So we're everywhere. We're in all the food hubs. Uh, New Orleans and a couple of other places that I'm forgetting to mention, but...
0: Okay, so just for restaurant people to know that to potentially look out. We'll we'll make sure the links in, in the comments, of course, so that you guys can check that out. But uh, look out for it. There's probably an organization, uh, your city within your uh, micro region that you can reach out to for those resources for those trainings. So just because Calvin's out in Philly doesn't mean you wouldn't have access. Uh, on a more local basis, because you you really do localize a lot of the effort, right? So there's data that I've seen that's very nationally based that right sets a tone for the industry as a whole of 11 million plus workers, and then also a lot of the micro of what's actually happening within your community, which I think is interesting. And, And maybe to give us a little bit of context, you mentioned yourself, which such a such a horribly common story of getting fired for being sick because we are so dependent on pure labor like the only value seemingly we have is when our hands are in motion and the reality right. is that it needs to be thought of as a whole person all of what that means and so the fact that that you're sick and you don't come to work should be celebrated i talk about it a lot where i i went almost seven years without ever taking a sick day and i was right. fucking sick as a dog plenty of right. times like we're talking like throwing up over a trash can but i had that tough guy tough gal mentality well I guarantee I got other people sick and I probably brought down the overall productivity of what we did, but Hey, I showed up. That is a vulnerability that I think is being exposed right now. When was that Calvin to give us an idea of when, at what date there was still no legal recourse for you to, to be secure was, and have access to legal recourse. So
1: that was, that was as recent as 2013, 2012, I believe. Wow. And so the paid, paid sick leave law in Philly um, and, geez, I should have these notes up, but the paid sick leave law, I believe, officially passed in 2015. Yep. Um, and so, you know, uh, that's one piece of it, right? So then the city says, oh, okay, over 280,000 folks, uh, rest- mainly restaurant workers, now have access to paid sick leave. Um, great. Then what happens is there's a, so much work to be done around getting that information out because you can go talk to 10 restaurant workers in Philly and I, I guarantee you six of them may know about it and the other the other four won't you know so there's that work of like the city and organizations like ours literally getting out there and being like you have access to paid leave." you know it, it, and so there's been like that work has been going on all the way up until the more work that needs to be going on which is having the city fund enforcement right for bad actors not 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 to come after every restaurant owner but to come sure. after bad actors folks who say we don't care you know and so um i think i don't think i know that that work also is is going ongoing so to answer your question the work is ongoing you know we we got nice. it in 2015 and here we are and, and still people don't know about it so
0: yeah the awareness you mentioned access the second a in that equation is awareness which again is why we literally started a media company because we're a bunch of industry people how do we how do we learn from each other how do we organize and galvanize each other to make sure that all of us can level up together and you know call ourselves myself included like i just mentioned on our own bullshit and be real right because part of our industry we put up a facade we put up a good front because it's our job to make sure the guest always has a memorable experience so you leave your shit at the door smile is part of your uniform you better show up sick or not and it's time for us to to think way past that has been exposed right. as not equitable not actually profitable in the long term and right. definitely not sustainable so i appreciate hearing that so <clears throat> when we're trying to to organize people this is an interesting dynamic at play Restaurant people, especially we're so like fiercely independent. Right. And we're so counterculture so often. So a lot of times we didn't fit into the normal nine to five. We didn't fit into the normal like uh, stereotypical groups. We didn't fit into a lot of those. And then we found our people in in restaurants and so it's hard for us to see how organizing in a meaningful way can be valuable for us. So let's let's unpack that a little bit. I know you I know you have to answer that question. I know you have to get into that argument plenty of times with your own compatriots in the industry. How do you bridge that conversation?
1: Well, so how do I bridge? the Can you maybe rephrase the question? How can I bridge the conversation about yeah. unionizing?
0: Uh, or anything, anything. We right. we don't need. I don't need your resources. I'm good. I'm on my own. I don't need more education. I got my culinary degree. I don't need a union. I don't need a, another diploma. I don't need. I don't need any of that. I'm I'm good on my own. That mentality. We got to break down that and say together we're stronger, and uh, break that down a little bit.
1: So I think there's there's a couple different ways to break that down. First, what we need to do is it's a cultural divide. Um, if we're being honest, um I know my organizing, the hardest the the folks who are open to it understand the importance of, I guess, raising all tides or or what that saying is is bringing up. If you bring up the if you bring up the dishwasher, if the dishwasher can move from dishwashing to managing, you you have a solid business model. And anyone who's worked in the industry really? knows that. And only and so I think, when we're thinking about it, we need we have we should have the power to access and own and control our food and labor. Period. You know, and so bridging that divide means giving that dishwasher the power to move up, having a career ladder built in your in your business model. So I think that's how you kind of for an employer, I guess that's how you build that. That's how you bridge that gap for workers. Um, I mean. If you work in a restaurant, you work on a team, you know when, again, the salad chef is coming, when the salad, the garmanger is coming out on time, everything's right. rocking, everything's rocking. So you just have to figure out who you're talking with and figure out what the conversation build around. But I think a lot of folks um, in our industry love to see stories, you know? They love to hear stories, what you're doing, storytelling. We have to own that the storytelling. We have to be telling the stories, you know, and I'm not no shade against any like uh food writers, but the food writers like folks should start focusing on individual stories. We want to hear that. Like restaurant workers, people go out to eat, they want to hear that, you know, and so that's how I'll jump
0: it. in and throw shade. We have to rethink <laughs> food media altogether. We okay. have got to <laughs> stop just glorifying putting more shit on your burger as the ascension of greatness in our industry. It has got to be about people. It always has been, it always should be. And and I make fun of myself and the state of food media. When I knew we really jumped the shark was when I was part of a hottest chefs in Denver bracket competition. And I actually thought that that was meaningful and impactful for our industry or for our brand. And the vanity metrics, attention is important. You mentioned the awareness, like we gotta get people to know, attention is important. But the vanity metrics have to go away it has to be people it's why one of the main things that we do and sophie who's behind the scenes runs is like we will publish articles by and from anybody at any level in any facet of the industry we're one of the few media outlets that's ever had a dishwasher on their show right like Uh, that's important uh, it matters
1: and, and right and so and i always say this to folks just when organizing like if you're from the industry what is the most important position in a restaurant it's the dishwasher, Eat. hands down, and like you know that. So, just sharing our stories and letting yes. the world know, I think, is a good way to bridge some of those, um, or you know, organizing conversations. Right, you, I mean, so when you're talking about like chefs, you know, you're talking to chefs. This is I'm just giving you some of my organizing ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talking about access to capital because we know how pizza shops pop up. We know how businesses pop up, and a lot of those, a lot of those uh, access to a lot of those models of how businesses are open in the restaurant industry. You know, the, what's, the, what's the percentage? 7% last after three years? That was a, a stat from years ago. Point is, we see it. Like yep. restaurants don't survive. And, and there's a couple of reasons. And I think the way the the the, the, way the capital is set up is not, is not right. And so that's another way to bridge, just having those conversations and telling those stories. Um, yeah. yeah, so I have to go on and on. You really just have to do the work and, and know yep. who you're talking with and spend time with people.
0: Got to spend. I, I could not agree more. You know, we're well my business partner andrew is the smart one and and he uh is really good at moving around boxes and numbers and so we're doing a lot of modeling for the business because so many industry standards like who the hell made those standards those do not work for anybody and so one of the areas that we're really focused on is is creating more line items in a budget for the way that you invest in people and then showing the value that actually has because Uh we're in the relationship business calvin You know. Like, and no relationship was ever built by a product or service. Those just create the space and the opportunity. It's always people. And that is the asset that you have. Everything else, we've seen it can be commoditized. Anybody else has more money to make a bigger, better, faster, stronger burger, market it better. and, And, you know, they can play that game you have to tell stories so i'm with you i'm with you 100%. Uh, let's talk about some of the specifics. um somebody's listening right now, uh, somebody's watching, paying attention and going, "Okay, i could i could i could fuck with this. Like i could listen and learn just a little bit more. W- what can i get from from rock? What can i get from your organization? How can i level up? How can i become more aware of what's happening around me?"
1: Right. So a couple of different ways, but the idea is if you're asking that question, we we need to be thinking about a new, like a new model for workforce development within the restaurant industry. Agreed. So if that person is into writing, you know, the conversation is, what are you into? I'm a chef, I'm a cook, but I'm into books, I'm into writing. Okay. Why don't you help tell stories? Why don't you tell your neighbor stories or tell the, the cooks next to you story? Um what, what
0: sorry, what was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so what are the specific resources or training uh, that okay. I that we can get from rock? So somebody anywhere in the country, Chicago, Philly, the Bay Area is like, "I've never heard of this. What can I get from it? They visit the website. There are a couple of the things. What are good entry points to get people into to be like, oh, I can take a course on learning X, Y, and Z. What are a couple of the specific practical things people can take away?
1: right. So pract- practically wise, we have a training. Course called Chow, and that's colors uh, hospitality opportunities for workers. Long, um, super long, but point is, we have entry-level hospitality training, man- management level one and two hospitality training, entrepreneur startup. We have a pre-startup entrepreneur program, industry skills advancement, which are like intro to beer and wine and bartending basics. So if you work at a Starbucks and you want to go downtown and try to work at a nice restaurant, go to Rock.com and sign up and courses are totally free um, for membership so there's an entry point for some folks if you're a business owner and you want to uh, you want to maintain your business model you want to build on it get in touch with us we have an employer we have an employer network where we're connecting employers across the country to share their business models to, to really start talking about sustainability and, and all of our employers that are in there consider stand, sustainability Including the workforce, right? So standing means the worker also, like you were saying before. Yes. Um, so if you're a consumer and you're, um, if you want to, if you're a consumer and you want to tap in, there's ways to tap in. We've over the years uh, came, uh, worked with consumers to support these employers and to support workers um, through cool, a couple yeah. different programs. So there's like three main th- main uh, yep. ways to tap in.
0: A couple of things I want—I want to unpack. Uh, membership to get very granular for people. Membership. What would a membership cost somebody to then be able to take some of these classes?
1: Um, right now in Philadelphia, it's free. It's
0: okay. Free. That, that's that's right size pricing for a lot of industry people today. Um, so, okay. And then I'm taking the class and I'm looking at entry level or management, or maybe I want to intro to to wine or to spirits. Uh, am I talking? Is this a one month, three month? Is it what kind of uh, commitment is it?
1: Right now, the training, I believe, is three weeks three weeks
0: okay um, so it's a quick like get in here learn 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 level up be able to then take the next uh, stage in that upward mobility which we talked exactly. about is is a struggle in the model at least you have some of the 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 skills the pedigree and have put the the effort in to be able to be in a position to level yourself up so i appreciate that exactly. uh, for the <clears throat> For the employers themselves, uh, I'm interested, you know, what uh, What kind of commitments are you asking from them? What expectations? Because uh, I'm sure one of the first things that always comes up is like, I already don't make any money. I have a 7% net profit. How can I spend more money on things I don't, uh, you know, aren't seemingly uh, fundamental to my business of investing more money in people when direct labor is already my highest cost. I'm sure you run into that. What's what's the mindset shift that we got to get people focused on?
1: So I don't, uh, yeah. So I don't know if, I don't know if there's a mindset shift. I think what we focus on as a worker center first, as an employee uh, forward thinking organization is we can do both we can make a profit and we can also provide good jobs and in fact a lot of research that has been done shows that doing both of the doing one leads to the other right so um does that answer your question
0: it definitely answers my my question for sure and i yeah. think being able to one, understand the the story of the worker and knowing that that is the person who's going to uplift your business. Right. Uh, one is the story that you guys have the research side as well. And let's make sure Calvin and, and, uh, one of the studies that may be like foundational for you to be able to position that argument let's make sure we get that and get that in the comments because i think there's a really good thing where you know deloitte has a lot of those type of things where you see investments into mental health all of a sudden productivity in your investment one dollar all of a sudden goes to two dollars that's a massive you know massive investment opportunity that you have by productivity by longevity when turnover rates are 73 percent 74.9 percent and the average tenure of a restaurant employee is 56 days. We need to start investing and thinking differently. Uh, the last thing I wanna unpack a little bit from uh, from what you just mentioned is the consumer, the customer, the guest, right? There's an interesting dynamic at play. It's one of the reasons, again, we started a media company is that the people doing things right actually can put themselves at a competitive disadvantage because they have spent money on their people, spent more money on programming, spent more money internally to create a, a better culture, better education, more longevity and sustainability for tenure as well as for just the employees themselves. It also means that they have less money to spend on marketing, less money to spend on, you know, maybe they have to charge more for their food, which then could put them at a disadvantage. So. Well, I'm really focused on creating uh, so that those people get celebrated and put on a pedestal for investing in their people, right? That they invested in that I think is super important. So how are you doing that with the consumers? You mentioned making, building up some awareness on the consumer side. I think it's so, so important because if we show that people are willing to come, come more often and spend more money because you invest in people, that's a major unlock that I I'm here for. 100%. So I'm interested what programs you guys have developed and maybe seen any uh, inroads in the consumer engagement side.
1: Yeah, so our, I guess our most successful program was our diner's guide. And this was a guide for folks um, to, to basically have access to these businesses that you're talking about. Folks who believe in sustainability in one way or another, um, but all agree that they want to spend their money um, at a restaurant that's paying uh livable wages that has career ladders that has a uh, access to benefits for workers that's probably been our most um engaging consumer side piece of rock
0: was that a short term campaign or is that ongoing
1: I, I so it was it was ongoing and i we do need to i think we're going to put out a new edition here soon but
0: Okay, uh, Calvin, I want I want in on that. That is something that best served will put a lot of weight and effort behind. That is one thousand percent the direction that I see going. I want people to, you know, be winning awards for things like the amount the average tenure of their employees the average pay of their employees right, right. the amount of uh, money they spend on local products the amount of charity work that they do within their community these i think are the metrics that i would love to see celebrated you know like the icons that show how expensive a place is that you see in these different searches or you see on yelp and stuff it's like how do i know that this is a place that invests in its people well that's why i want to invest my money so i think long term one of the more interesting things i want to see people winning james beard awards not for best chef but best dishwasher right, right. completely flip that so we need we got some work to do on that calvin we'll follow yeah. up on that for sure well, what else it. to add to that
1: Be good.
0: good to go so any last thoughts we'll uh, we'll we'll wrap it this any last thoughts that you have anything else you want to make sure that uh, anybody watching listening takes away from this uh, and this was great by the way, Calvin. Really appreciate your passion for it. You came up through the ranks. So you have the the credibility. You have all the scars. You have all the good stories and all the bad stories. So I think connecting with somebody on your level is important. I like the work that you guys are doing. Anything, any last takeaways?
1: Yeah, no, I'll say reach out. You know, make sure you reach out um, at rock underscore Philly or RockUnited.org. If you're wherever you're at, just reach out and we'll we'll definitely get in contact with you. Um, and, and again, we just make sure we're all taking ownership of the industry in any way we can. So um, that's really it.
0: Calvin, I appreciate it. I see why Maria is a, is a fan of yours. Uh, I, we, need, we need more people that have, have been through it and are willing to, because a lot of people like you and I have walked away. They said, no, nope, right. I want no more of it. And yep. you and I said, we still need to bring value to this industry. We just can't do it behind the burner 70 hours a week. What can we do to affect positivity and change and, and still bring value to this industry? And so it's something that I know you and I have had and so many people do. So I really appreciate the work because I know how hard it is Uh, that, that kind of quasi post chef life, but you still feel it. You can still like, you're still it in it so feel you like, a, need...
1: feel like a little bit of a fraud because i'm not cooking all the time
0: <laughs> dude i talk about it all the time my my handle is chef jensen cummings and i always am like i don't know if i'm a chef anymore or am i, I i'm kind of to the point where it's like it's like coach yeah. once you've got to that point and other people now refer to you as chef you're, you're you're that for life now we just have to earn it in a different way calvin and you're absolutely doing that so i'm grateful to uh to now know you and uh we got some more work to do so we'll stay connected calvin
1: Definitely. Talk to
0: you soon. All right. Take care. Have a great day. Cheers. All right, everybody. That is it for this episode. Best serve podcast, 322, how restaurant workers can organize, how they can level themselves up RockUnited.org. or get, if you're in the Philly area, definitely Calvin Acuna is uh, somebody to connect with ROC underscore Philly to get uh, connected with them directly on social. Thanks again to Maria Campbell with One Degree Coaching and Cooks Who Care for connecting us. There are so many resources. There are so many opportunities. There's so much need for change in our industry right now. There has been for years and years. Right now is a moment where we're all open been forced to be open with the fact that it is time for us to change it's time for us to think differently and you are not alone in that struggle all right just know there's a lot of people out there trying to hustle and communicate trying to connect things sometimes it feels adversarial sometimes there's a lot of tension i completely understand yet it's got to be about the people it's got to be about the stories and developing those workplaces worth working that's the only chance that we have investing in your most valuable asset people that's it appreciate you all as always have a great rest of your day cheers thanks for listening to the best served podcast subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at best served podcast tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes